guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Arsenio's ESL Podcast. And today, I'm focusing on IELTS speaking. Oh, yeah! Guys, you're getting a lot of IELTS now. Uh, you know, more than, more than not getting any at all. But you know what? I'm just so fired up about, you know, just so many great things happening on this podcast. And I'm putting out a lot of IELTS TOEFL. And I'm going to start putting out TOEIC again, coming up on this down, uh, what is it, the, the Christmas break holiday and stuff, because I have a lot of time to focus on the great things. But today, it's about life choices. It's a part three. And I formulated it into basically, you know, just to give you guys a nice story. Now, me, I'm not going to give you a two-minute, um, uh, what is it, a two-minute story as you would in a part two, but I'm just going to speak, you know, from a story standpoint. Now, I just heard recently that one of my students, she was speaking a lot in the part two, and what ended up happening, uh, and she did it at IDP. Now, IDP, they are notorious for giving notoriously low scores, and she was speaking for a very long time, and I'm not sure if she answered the questions, but, you know, the, uh, the examiner just went on to stop her it went into part three and unbelievably and just criminally, she got a five on her speaking. Now, if you actually listen to her, the range of vocabulary, the lexical resources, the grammatical range that she has, I am absolutely appalled by what IDP does. They are notoriously forgiven very, very low speaking scores. There was another girl I had taught before and Again, when you actually look at the comments, I have an understanding of what they are listening for. Of course, I know what they're listening for because I've been doing this for a very long time. And there's no way in hell that that specific individual, her being a high pre-intermediate, low intermediate level, got a 5.0. For you to get a 5.0, you have to basically speak maybe one minute and give very, very vague, simple sentence answers. So I am just disgusted by IDP, and I do not recommend that to anyone. I would say just go for the British Council because of course they are more lenient, although that the reading version of the test probably would be much more difficult. So with that being said, um, okay, so with that being said, sorry, I just got thrown off. But yeah, so when it comes to IDP guys, don't go there. That's all there is to it. Now, with the British Council, I do. I, I would inform. I would suggest everyone to go there instead. Now, in every country, it's different. Russia, you guys are different from France. France is different from Korea. Korea is different from Bhutan. Bhutan is different from over here, over there. I got it. I understand. All right. Thailand, most notably, and although I don't have many listeners here in Thailand, if you are somehow taking IELTS, man, stay away from IDP. All right, because it's BS. And again, I think uh, another student who I actually work out with in the gym, she is, I mean, he is fantastic. Well, I, he, she has better speaking capabilities than him, and he got like a 6 or 6.5. In sp- oh, we're going to find out very soon, as a matter of fact. But I'm just so over it. So, guys, keep your speaking at a minute and about 45 seconds for your part two. Please do not go over. If you go over and they stop you, they're going to hold that against you. And if you didn't answer all the questions, you are fucked. And I 
hate to say that bad word, but you know what? You are fucked. And that's what happens, guys. So just uh, keep it at one and a half minutes or keep it at, uh, oh my God, how do we do this by seconds? 105 seconds. Do not go over two minutes or they're going to screw you in the pooch. And I hate that. I hate having all my students in the world being screwed in the pooch by some 600-year-old teachers who consider themselves teachers, but they just examiners to deliver, to deliver low scores because they're not happy with themselves. Anyways, let's get into this. I don't really like these, uh, these examiners. But anyways, here we go. Today, I'm going to give you guys a frustrating experience that I had. See, with adjectives, guys, use a vast range of adjectives to describe your story. Disappointing, rewarding, fulfilling, uh, unforgettable, okay? A forgettable meaning it's something that you would love to forget. So I've had a couple of forgettable trips over the last couple of years. Um, when I went to Malaysia this year, it was forgettable, but it wasn't as forgettable as my trip to Vien Chan Lao. Now, I know a lot of you out there in Lao, you listen to me. I love you. I love you. But the people at the airport, I don't love them, okay? They're, they're very nasty, okay? Not only that, Lao looked like it, the GDP, the gross domestic product and the growth, I thought it was going up. But then when I went there last November, it was heartbreaking to see some of these children walking around barefoot with plastic bowls begging for money. This was never like that three to four years ago. So that was a forgettable trip because I felt like there was a lot of pain in the air. When I walked around, oh my God, I felt so depressed. I don't know what it is about Lao, okay? But it's just how I felt while I was there. So that's a forgettable trip. However, an unforgettable trip would be my trip to Bali. Big shout out to my folks out there in Bali, by the way, in Defensad, who listened to me. I love you guys and still to this day, this is the only specific island and country that I damn near cried while I was boarding the plane because you had these people outside the, the you know, I don't know if I told you guys the story, but yeah, they were outside, you know, Singapore Airlines and they were like, la, 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 bamba. They were singing la, bamba. Oh my God, it's a childhood song. Oh, Jesus. But anyways, use an array of different adjectives. I will put this on the blog also. So. And saying that, a frustrating experience I had. I'm going to give you guys this experience. Now, listen to my language. Listen to my tonality. Listen to the words that I stress. Listen to everything that I include in my speaking. Because it is essential. I'll leave it, at, I'll leave it exactly like that. And so when we're actually looking at this from a different it, when you're looking at this from another perspective, I want you to feel this. So just imagine you being here. So I arrive in Dalat, Vietnam. Shout out to my folks in Vietnam. I arrived there. Oh my God, I had the most an unforgettable trip, but I had a very frustrating experience after that. So when I'm in Vietnam, I'm going up a hill with one of my friends, the forest, the nature, the fresh air, the chilliness. We finally get to the mountain of this place called Dalat. And when we get there, everyone's wearing jackets. There's a beautiful lake right there in the epicenter of the city. There are people with the look of content on their faces. We're driving through here and there, and I'm looking around saying, oh my God, is this Vietnam? I'm rubbing my eyes in awe. 
I get to my hotel, I look around, I say, oh, this weather is orgasmic. No, don't say that. Don't say that during your 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 your, your test that you, you would get that, that would be very, very bad. Okay, it's a bad word. Okay, that's more sexual side, but orgasmic meaning it was unbelievable. But do not use that. Just say it was unbelievable. Okay. It was life changing. Okay. It was satisfying. It was a once in a lifetime moment. And so I stayed there for three days. I met Paul on the mountain of Langbiang. I went to the waterfall. I just felt everything. I saw these misty clouds running through the hills and I saw people saying hello and these little girls, the girls, when I walked into a restaurant, they were students, they looked at me, they said, hello. That was the best service I've ever received in any restaurant period. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful. Vietnamese people, man, they are wonderful. Now, I'm not going to say all of them because, of course, this is when it goes into the frustrating experience. So, flying Thai Vietjet Air, and of course, from Vietnam, I fly Vietjet Air. Vietjet Air announces, sorry, the flight has been canceled. I felt really bad for the French guy because the French guy had to leave from Suwanakum, Bangkok Airport, that very next morning. There was no possible way for him to get to Ho Chi Minh and to hurry up and get to Vietnam. Therefore, he was going to miss his flight back to France. That is horrific. And they just shrugged their shoulders saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, okay, so then what? They said, oh, come back tomorrow. And I said, well, this weather, apparently this weather system is here for the next four days. And he just shrugged his shoulders and gave a little giggle as if he was Thai. And I said, oh, you son of a, let's stop there. I grabbed my luggage, messaged my friend. I said, dude, flight got canceled. Went on got onto this little van, had a couple of Korean dudes on there. I said, oh, hell yeah. Those were the two nicest Koreans I've ever met. I've worked with them in Australia. Dentist, biggest assholes. Um, but oh my God, man, I'm over here talking to them. So we catch a taxi back. We split cars. Dude, oh my God, fantastic. I only had to pay like a hundred baht to go way, way back into town. Stayed at the hotel again. I'm over here conferring with my friends. Say, ah, what should I do? Should I take a bus into Ho Chi Minh City? What should I do? And she's like, oh, man, yeah, maybe you should take a bus. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. I don't know. No, this, that. I said, fuck, man, I'm going to leave because I know this storm is going to stay here. I need to get back. And so, therefore, I left. I left that next morning. I took the worst bus ride of my life. <laughs> This bus ride was absolutely disgusting. That's my British accent. It was absolutely disgusting. In terms of my American accent, it was a bunch of bull sh okay? Do you understand? So here we are, we're shaking, we're swaying left by left. I'm trying to pin my head up against the glass because I'm getting so car sick and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna throw up. Next thing you know, I drank a little coffee. We went to this stop place that had no food whatsoever. We got back on, I nearly peed on myself. I said, hurry up and pull over this damn bus right now. Luckily, I had myself a Vietnamese girl on the bus that was helping me so much. She spoke English, she was a wonderful student fantastic human being. She had done some travels herself around Europe. Big shout out to you. Forgot your name. <sighs> Got to the city. I had booked my flight for 5.30. We arrived nine hours later. They said it was a six-hour bus ride. Someone else said, no, it's nine hours. It was horrific. It was horrific. I arrived there at three. No way I could get to the airport in time and clear immigration. Boom, missed that flight. Lost money. Booked the hotel. 
cockroaches on the bed. I said, oh my God. I said, you guys give me another room right now. But big shout out to Grab Taxi, Grab Bike out there in good old Vietnam because you guys are fantastic. So nonetheless, stayed at this roach infested hotel, but I did get an opportunity to see one of my friends again. So that was fantastic. I woke up in the morning, got an email. <gasps> oh, your flight has been delayed again. I said, you guys, you canceled the flight. I missed my flight yesterday. That's my bad. You delayed my flight again, and then they delayed it again. So I get to the airport. I talk to immigration. I said, excuse me. I said, They're, this airline sucks. They're going to deny me again. He's like, okay, give me your passport. I said, okay, hold on. Let me see if they cancel the flight. If they do, I'll book another flight on Jetstar Pacific or Trash Air Asia, who I will never fly again in my life. That is another story for another day. And then... I'll come back here and I'll book you either Vietnam Airlines or something like that to get the hell out of this country. I must leave Vietnam today. Luckily, Vietjet came and they delayed again. I met some interesting entrepreneurs on the plane as well as a guy that is into the education business out there in Ho Chi Minh. It was a fantastic way of meeting people. Get into Bangkok and I was just oh, so grateful to be back. That was the most frustrating experience of my life. I never thought I would leave Vietnam. I thought the government was trying to keep me there. I thought the government then set out a notice and said, do you know our CEO James Buck? They said, yes. They said, we love him so much, we must keep him here. No, not yet. Does this change my overall opinion of Thai Vietjet Air? Yes, I do believe that low cost airlines are the biggest corruption makers on the face of the planet. And I do not, it, it, listen, if you're a backpacker, you wanna fly them, good luck. Okay, but I believe in service. I believe in oh free luggage, and I believe in changing flights for free. All of which low-cost airlines do not do. So I almost cried. I thought I was never gonna leave. I wanted to pass out. I was so unbelievably stressed, I didn't know what to do. That was the most frustrating experience of my life, period. But luckily, I was able to overcome it. I got back to Thailand. And then I realized, and of course, after losing another freaking 300 US dollars on a round trip ticket to Philippines, because Air Asia does not accept flight changes unless you just pay for another full price of a ticket so they can milk you even more. And then they say, oh, seven kilograms. Oh, and that's including your carry-on too. That's how Vietjet Air made an extra $30 off me at the airport when I was trying to come back here to Thailand. No thank you very much to Vietjet Air. No thank you very much to Air Asia. Horrific, despicable, I will never fly you again. Now, normally I would use a lot of bad language, but I'm gonna keep it very professional right now. <laughs> With that being said, guys, I would love to hear some of your frustrating experiences. Let's hear it. I'm waiting, I want videos, I want audios. You guys know how to get in contact with me. And for those of you who are tuning in from Chile and other countries, which are new to my podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And stay tuned for more, man. You already know who it is. <laughs> I'm your host, Arsenio. Got another one coming up tomorrow. Over and out.